From the age of eight brothers. brothers. From the age of eight brothers. From a dead man. Greetings. Coronavirus is the biggest threat this country has faced for decades. We're seeing the devastating impact of this invisible killer. There will come a moment when no health service in the world could possibly cope because there won't be enough ventilators, enough intensive care beds, enough doctors and nurses. That is the moment of real danger. The new variant is out of control and we need to bring it under control. And this news about the new variant has been a uh, an incredibly difficult end to, frankly, an awful year. And it's important for everybody to act, essentially act like they might have the virus. And that's the way that we can control it together. The way ahead is hard. And it is still true that many lives will sadly be lost. Our advisory group on new and emerging Respiratory virus threats, nerve tag, has spent the last few days analyzing this new variant. It may be up to 70% more transmissible than the old variant, the original version of the disease. You, you might be infectious, and that's the way that we have to behave at this moment. Assume you might be infectious, assume you might be infectious, and that's the way that we have to behave at this moment. Today, the United Kingdom's chief medical officers have advised that the country should move to alert level five, meaning that uh, if action is not taken, NHS capacity may be overwhelmed within 21 days. And it's going to spread further. And I, I must level with you, level with the, the British public. Um, more families, uh, many more families, are going to lose loved ones before their time. Your colleague on stage, John Edmonds, has just sent me a statement saying that as far as he's concerned, this is the worst moment of the epidemic because of the extraordinary inf infectivity of this new strain. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I mean, this is a horrible moment for sure. I just say, as I'm really sorry to hear about your two relatives who died from this virus. I mean, it is a very dangerous virus uh, for many people. We're looking to move to a different regime, so as we come to the fourth step, we will change the basic tools that we have used to control human behaviour.
are eating that law line. I will be arrested for not taking a fucking vaccine. This is not a fucking joke anymore. This is fucking dead serious. I am fucking dead serious. These people don't know who the fuck they're actually playing with. They are, in a group they might come and fucking intimidate me and whatnot. But fuck, they do not understand what the fuck just one person like myself is capable of. They do not fucking understand. No fucking vaccine or MRA will ever flow through my fucking blood blood. Never! I will fucking die fucking fighting for my forefathers and my fucking lineage. Fuck these motherfuckers. Come on, camera. Yes. What am I doing? Why am I here? I was going to have a day off. A day off for the dog. Streaming so hard. Got a full week ahead. And uh, what do we have? We have a uh, a Giga Spiral by uh, Mark Kulak, who's tonic. I watched it, and my, my mouth was just literally... Well, I was laying in bed watching it, so... <laughs> just <laughs> hanging agape I would say um, but this is I said what did I say at the end of last stream I, I, I don't know what the uh, what fresh hell the reality engine is gonna throw up in these uh, how should we say interesting times but the, you know we've got a uh, What's her name? Maria Abramovich. Is that is that the name? The the, <laughs> the child abusing spirit cooking witch. Uh, Hillary's witch now wanting to be a ambassador to Ukraine, and the <laughs> things just keep getting more and more bizarre. And yeah, it's it's very weird to watch. Yeah, people, people that you know and um, had a, um, well, Mark I had a good relationship with, um, Giga Spiral Cooey, uh, he just had dog shit for brains, 
for a long time. But um, I don't want to make this a super long stream. It's midnight and I do have a stream to do tomorrow at 9 a.m. my time, 8 p.m. Eastern. So let's let's get into this. We're just going to be looking at uh, <laughs> the brain dribble that's falling out the ears and mouth of... Uh, Kulak, <laughs> juicer tonic. <laughs> Let's do this. Hope it's clean. And uh, yeah, I thought it was appropriate to bring this uh, this gem out again. You spring me right round, right round, baby, like a bonus hole, baby. And if you're new here, wondering who I am, that's me. My name's Dr. Kevin McCann, systems neuroscientist. Turned renegade scientist as uh, we're trying to. What am I trying to do? Um, one, it's just uh, I, I'm having. I'm just having fun now, basically, uh, with with what's happening. This <laughs> the Zog Circus is just too bizarre, and all I can do is point and laugh. But. Um, I do try to work through the science of the day with respect to what is essentially de facto by warfare waged against you and your loved ones by a super predator class and they mean business. Now what I would do is uh, humbly request that you bookmark McCannDojo.com and uh, hit that blue button you know you want to. You can uh, use your usury cards or gay pal and uh, yes make Zog pay to keep the doc in the fight so we can keep uh, <laughs> pointing out the most uh, Oh man, I'd, I, I'm I'm struggling to encapsulate it, to verbalise the absurdity. But there you can find where my social media is. I'm mainly on Twitter and Discord, um, but you can also become a Patreon, buy me a coffee, subscribe, star digital tulips. You can join the Discord or Gilded instance, uh, register to be notified, and of course you can watch the stream on there without without giving up your data to uh, big data, and uh, that's part of the how should we say the the enemy that we are fighting now um of course much of our support i would say um goes into making sure that we have a um functioning streaming and uh, video on demand platform and so we can grab we can grab them the <laughs> The nonsense as it's generated. I should have grabbed his uh, other video as well from today, but um, yeah, he probably got wind that I grabbed this one. So <laughs> it is what it is. All right, so I'm just I'm just diving into this, and we're just gonna play it, and I'll do some. <laughs> I'm just gonna be pissing my pants laughing, but um, I will be doing some. Uh, how should we say? fact checking on uh juicer tonic uh, so let's use the wtyl player rejected the immune mm -mm 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 -mm. all right this that it can identify exactly <clears throat> when one 
Let's go back a bit more. It's not the best to be playing uh, just prior to bedtime. If I uh, if I fall asleep. Good evening, good evening, good evening. It is ten sixteen p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Ten sixteen p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Only twelve people here, and you are you are <laughs> on the planet of what seven to ten. Twelve people. Wow. <laughs> really, really breaking them in there, and it's, it's all that top tier analysis that you're doing mark what can i say billion it's funny they actually it is unknown precisely how many people are on the planet all right of course i mean it's it would be quite difficult to know given all the different factors exactly precisely how many people are on the planet at any one time however there's a range i think it's like a billion it's like we're plus or minus 10 percent i believe that's a pretty big range Maybe it's like within half a billion. For the scientific community to also be suggesting that it can identify exactly when one single protein on one single bat in one single cave on one continent, the moment one protein on the planet folds a little bit funny, we can put the pandemic response machinery into action. And I don't think claims like that have been made. Um, This, again, he's not relaying the the ground truth of what these programs were, which is they were cutouts for, by warfare, to uh, engage in surveillance and the snatching up of new... uh, you say pathogens of use. Um, there was the, the, <laughs> they're not predicting uh, misfolded uh, proteins in this instance. So it's always painful watching Mark do biology. So which one is it? Do we have the surveillance capabilities, the predictive capabilities, the artificial intelligence machinery, the grids to know exactly, precisely? the twist and the fold and the makeup and the potential of all proteins on the planet, or do we not? Uh, who's claiming that? Again. <laughs> oh, the straw mans keep coming. Which one is it? Hello, Christy. Um, jackalopes and aliens. Yeah, the jackalope is... Poor little jackalopes. <clears throat> oh, yes, you. Uh, if you graft on uh, cells from from different animals on one animal onto another animal weird things will happen right um one thing that i've been studying a little bit maybe studying isn't the right word but reading a little bit on is the art of using uh or the the potential future of using um organs from non-human animals as uh and transplanting them into humans for humans who need new kidneys a new heart. I don't know what the... Yeah, this is a uh, big industry. Genetically modified pigs, etc. I've uh, I've seen those experiments uh, up close and personal. Um, they do do these. There's a lot of money going into <coughs> that, that particular route. And 
I want to say they've even had successful, well, successful being a relative term here, but um, they've managed to take genetically modified pig heart, put it into a patient, and what was, it was a viral infection. I don't remember the virus, but, um, but, uh, but he survived uh, quite a few weeks with this pig heart. And, you know, the first heart transplant lasted uh, barely, <laughs> barely a few weeks. And so, you know, if you could, if you could make GMO pig hearts that would not trigger immune rejection, um, that would be a significant step forward. Um, again, uh, I, I, I don't want to appear the Luddite here, and um, should we be able to uh, develop that technology to the point where we can routinely uh, save children, Right, anyone think of the children? That's usually a plea from uh, <laughs> from Mark. Um, I'm I'm struggling to see the uh, the issue with that type of research, but that's just me. Extent of it is maybe skin. So someone has a horrible wound, you know, a burn, and uh, as you could imagine, we're not Legos. We're not. It's, we're not plug and play. You don't just take out one animal and throw it into another one. Oftentimes, without any additional work being done, the act of using an animal organ, putting it into a human, it's going to be rejected. Um, that's why they do lots of genetic modification to them, Mark. The immune system will identify it as not human, definitely not of that human, right? Well, why? Well, because... The immune system is, is built to understand or identify foreign proteins, foreign material in general. So one of the things which has been studied for 20, 30, 40 years now is how do you genetically modify some animals uh, in a way such that should the organs, cells be used on a human, the human won't reject them. In other words, you want to make sure the immune system, the immune system isn't just about protecting against hay fever and a little bit of flu or whatever it is. No, it's about all of that. It's foreign stuff. Your immune system protects you. It's not supposed to happen. I bring this up for a few reasons. One is, uh, I think that there's a variety of additional ways that uh, more research into gene therapy, a better understanding of how uh, the human body identifies what's local, what's foreign, what's properly constructed and what's not, is more than just about making vaccines. Um, it might even more be more than uh, there's more additional applications beyond just the uh, life extension. It includes what we think it would be sounds like rather unusual or far fetched out there, far out there, but use of other things to replace human organs as they fail. This would be one of those such things, um, understanding how to make those genetic modifications so that the human body doesn't reject them. Um, and so I don't know where I was going with that, even if it's late. Yeah, I don't either. But <laughs> just I get to the point, Mark, I'm falling asleep. Uh, I don't know how long the stream will be. The title of this stream is 
Global Enlightenment Radio Network. And uh, this video, this video is going to get a lot of views. Now, I'm using it on live too because uh, the content is... Um, uh, sometimes I'll do videos where I'm like, you know, you know, Mark, you're really pushing it on this stuff. <laughs> you're really... You, 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 this is dangerous. This is dangerous stuff to be talking about. But... Um, uh, I just want to bring this down here just for... You, you can just go into PubMed, type xenotransplantation. I, I did it for cardiac. And um, look, man, you've got work going back to the 60s. Uh, it's It's been a long, long um, trajectory. And I've seen... I've seen it be practiced in... F for some reason, they use dogs for cardiac investigations transplant surgery for some reason and also monkeys and the donor animals are often uh pigs um but it's it's a thing and there's a a lot a lot of research that goes into it and i bet you yeah i've just got review on there but yeah Three thousand four hundred seventy-seven results, and you know, you often have to do a bit of pruning. But um, here we see uh, genetically modified porcine to human cardiac xenotransplantation. So I don't know even know if this stream will uh, survive. The, the you know I'll be able to. Another <laughs> way you go off the deep end. For sure, you wanted to bury this one, but we grabbed it. Um, didn't you say that pigs are closest to the human body? It's not that they're closest to the human body. Um, they're, they're used because in terms of size, the organs are appropriate. There's still the... I mean, you would be... In my mind, you'd be better off getting something like a chimpanzee heart, I guess. But chimpanzees are expensive and you would have Peter knocking down your door. Um, were that the case? The thing is, pigs are cheap. Um, I've used pigs in experimentation before. And, um, you know, <laughs> no one gives a fuck about pigs, man. To make it to the end of this video here. Global Enlightenment Radio Network is, I don't know how big their viewership is. Uh, they've been around for several years. And I first discovered them yesterday. Today's Friday, September 22nd, 2023. A video yesterday on Thursday, September 21st, 2023. With a video, an old video from, I think it was August of 2021. That was dug up by uh, Jonathan J. Cooey, PhD, on his channel, uh, GigaHome Biological. You can follow GigaHome on Twitch, twitch.tv. If you want your head filled with uh, shit, I guess. And he found a video where a uh, Paul Cottrell uh, refers to himself as Dr. Paul Cottrell. We lovingly refer to him as Dr. Bus Rider MD for his uh, enthusiasm at riding the bus between New York City uh, from uh, a block away from the New York Stock Exchange in Boston where he was supposedly getting a medical degree. Uh, so Dr. Bus Rider MD or Paul Cottrell and uh, Robert Malone. Um, in August of 2021. Anyways, uh, after watching this amazing video on Earth by Jonathan, I don't know if he's here or not, 
after on Earth, after this video was, uh, we watched it. Um, I made a clip and I'll show it in a moment on Twitter. And then I watched a few more things. And then I watched a few more things and I grabbed a whole bunch of stuff on there. And then I looked into the nature of the channel itself. So, and I was like, wow. It's run by military intelligence involved in January 6th. This global enlightenment radio network is run by a military intelligence agent that was arrested on January 6th. <laughs> and uh, I think one of the more serious indictments as well. Now, the arrest happened on, I think, 2022. Um, but the, uh, uh, and these videos were mostly made between uh, the last day of June of 2021 and September, October 2021. Now, the video, this channel has an older history than that. A lot of very um, occult-type stuff. Masonic, history research, etc. Um, not my cup of tea. Um, who knows? Maybe someday I will deeply regret not looking at that material. I, don't, I shouldn't say it so snidely like that. It's just not my thing. All right? I, I, I appreciate people's interest in that, and um, it's, it, I just tend not to go there. All right? Um... Uh, uh, there's plenty enough to do as it is. And, um, but the channel definitely pivoted. It pivoted right at the time of uh, end of June, really beginning of July. Suddenly they had a new, a new uh, host on. And then they started doing a bunch of videos with both Cottrell and Malone. Paul Cottrell, Dr. Bus Rider, MD. Um, and. I mean, this is interesting. I suppose that, um, I mean, I did, I do know that Cottrell did some videos with malone um but i've never i've never really sat down and watched them but <laughs> if it's uh military intelligence now okay robert malone now it's interesting that uh for most of the june and july when Ra and paul cottrell dr bus rider md is calling in he's calling in remotely and all we know is that he's at a place where there's uh, mangoes growing wild and there's monkeys running around because he's working at a research laboratory. And I think the odds are is that he's in Japan. Uh, and the only question is, is he actually working with Kevin McCarran? <laughs> man, man, oh man, oh man. Like, I'd invite control here. Well... I did for a kendo fight, but he never turned up. And if he was in Japan, he could have come for that kendo fight. Um. <laughs> oh, man. At this time, even though Kevin McCarran is streaming nonstop about how he supposedly owned Cottrell for calling him out for selling silver supplements. Uh, I did. I called him out for uh, pretending to be a doctor as well, Mark. Um, get your facts straight, please. There wasn't... <laughs> there was something to call him out on. I did. Non-stop. I don't know about that. Um, you don't know much. Uh, but uh, you can actually just tell by the backgrounds, the daylights. He even says that he's overseas. You can tell it's at least a 12-hour difference, and he talked about the monkeys in the hills and the mangoes and so on. So, wouldn't it be amazing? And we know that Paul Cottrell, Dr. Bus Rider MD, co-streamed with Kevin McCarran frequently. That's a um, 
also uh, with Jay. And uh, no, I think it was about four times, five, I think. And uh, on the last one, I fucking nuked him. <laughs> just, just for grifting and uh, trying to suck up to the Nibiru guy. Um, like I say, the the fallacies that they're building up in their mind as this psychosis they've got. Uh, what's the phrase? Folie à deux between. Uh, Mark and uh, Giga Spiral is uh, <laughs> something to behold. <laughs> the start of the pandemic. So we know that they've had a, some type of interesting relationship. Uh, uh, Kevin McCarran lives in Japan. Cottrell lived in Japan for a while too. I think his wife is even Japanese. Is Cottrell married? Doesn't come off as married to me. But um, what do I know? Um, see, Kev cannot stand control. Well, yeah, that's putting it mildly. And Doc would have called him out for being <laughs> the Jew, but Cottrell's beak beat him to it. Yeah, um, <laughs> being Lord says leaky roof dojo psyop spook operations. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the thing is, wait, <laughs> Juicer Tonic here and Giga Spiral are sitting there comparing notes and thinking this is a legit line of reasoning. That they think that this is worth people's time. <laughs> and works for a Japanese multinational company, but whatever, whatever. Anyways, <clears throat> so um, the uh, the clip that I played on Twitter is God, particularly so interesting. I'm just going to launch it, all right? And, uh, and then I'm going to comment on why I'm so furious about uh, the content. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Tonic's furious. He's going to call everyone baby killers. <laughs> Uh, quite clearly says Mark doesn't believe what he is saying. Um, Lady Marie says, who's trying to stick to government ties? He's good at digging that stuff up. Yeah, yeah, he's, like I say, he's wasting his talents and literally, literally making a fool of himself. And like the relationship with Judas Giga Spiral um, has not been, it's not been good for him. Uh, can I attach bull balls and make hybrid people for the Great Brown War? My <laughs> cow strikes back, pig heart thrown in, two <laughs> for one, Cronenberg special body horror sale. <laughs> I mean, you should be too, but the uh, uh, let's just let's just let's just let's just let's just get it going here. So. <clears throat> So this is the clip from an August 11th, 2023, excuse me, 2021 video here. I'll read what I wrote, okay. On August 11th, 2021, Robert Malone uh, said that dexamethasone is lethal for COVID patients. It's anti-inflammatory, is lethal. And he said it's a great way for hospitals to effectively kill people and pump up their COVID numbers. And he pump up... Mm. 
Uh, I'm going to let that play, but um, I think dexamethasone has become a uh, standard okay, COVID of care said, right quote, unquote. And serine protease inhibitors are notoriously nonspecific in the pharmaceutical industry and uh, prone to uh, dose-limiting toxicity and complications. So uh, time will tell how that plays out, and I, you know, I wish them the best. But in, with my group of pharmaceutical experts, uh, we've always been very wary of uh, the potential risks associated with focusing on serine protease. So the cocktail that you've been investigating, is that with or without the corticosteroids? Or an individual that are... so, matter of fact, we've got strong data that if you add dexamethasone, you kill people. Uh, the, the, no, I'm not kidding you. You can laugh. The paper is out there. We just had it provisionally accepted. I just... In other words, Robert Malone completely acknowledges that there's hospital protocols at play that kill people and pump up COVID numbers. But he blamed it on dexamethasone, where there's papers of people who at least were testing positive for COVID, whatever that means. Um, whatever that means. Who could imagine? Man, reality can get really slippery for some people. Uh, why are they making it standard of care? That is what they, Mark and JC are questioning. If Malone states this stuff, why are they making it standard of care? Um, well, hasn't he just said that not to use dexamethasone? Using I'm dexamethasone, plenty of them. I'm seeing plenty of trials that have used it. Uh, let's see, 2021, the current pandemic, dexamethadone is declared a major development. The fight against COVID-19, um, steroidal dexamethasone was presented as the recent advancement that significantly reduces the mortality rate among severe COVID-19. Um, daily dose of six milligrams of de dexamethasone is recommended for up to 10 days in patients with severe and critical COVID-19. A higher dose may benefit those with severe disease. Uh, just reading off this stuff here, but um, the effectiveness of dexamethasone as a combination therapy for COVID-19. I just wonder if there's a sort of 2023... Yes. Yeah. Uh, let's see, twenty two. This one. Uh, do, 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 do. Recent studies have shown that dexamethasone, a corticosteroid, can reduce the rate of COVID-19-related mortality in the intensive care unit by 35% for patients who are on mechanical ventilation, although variable efficacy of other combination therapies has been reported for treating COVID-19. Yada, yada, yada. The current review aims to explore the role of dexamethasone. Um, let's say my understanding is it's used pretty regularly and primarily to dampen down the cytokine uh, storm and uh, getting better of course no discussion in this two-hour interview about antibiotics or anything like that and you know there's many cases where if someone is sick feeling under the weather you know an, an anti-inflammatory can often make you feel better relieve pain right uh, regardless of what it is now he went on to say that remdesivir was not as good as he hoped or at least it was not that, that the track record was not as good as the uh, initial estimates were expected it to be but that discussing remdesivir further would be a rabbit hole. A waste of time, basically. It's a tangent. Things he didn't want to get into. 
Now, this is a August 11, 2021 video. And then he goes on the chuckle and then talks about repurposed drugs and so on. And uh, alarmingly, Robert, uh, Paul Cottrell did not ask more about remdesivir because Paul Cottrell or Dr. Bus Rider MD, George Webb said that he was riding the bus to and fro and to and fro and to and fro, even though he had no trouble flying to Japan for, for a month and working at a laboratory. Um, <laughs> Leaky roof laboratory. <laughs> Oh, man. The uh... thesis states that the research was done in St. Kitts, not Japan. Uh, well, they definitely have monkeys in St. Kitts. They were going to build a Parkinson's research center there. I was all excited about that, and then it never came through. Um, what do you... Uh, who had the stuff about St. Kitts? Could I get a link for the thesis states the research was done in St. Kitts, not Japan? Are mangoes in St. Kitts? Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> I would presume so. Tropical. St. Kitts. Mangoes. Uh, they have a mango festival. <laughs> yeah, they, they have mango trees in St. Kitts. <laughs> uh, thank you, Tazix Cube. So, um, let's see. Do this. I'll do this. And do this. Bing. Uh, I would like to acknowledge important mentoring by Dr. Felix Tucker throughout the, this thesis as my thesis advisor. It's been difficult during the COVID-19 crisis to complete this research, and I would like to thank the laboratories at Ross University School of Veterinary Medicine in providing facilities for conducting this research in St. Kitts. Oh dear, oh dear, oh dear, Mark, what a tit you've made of yourself. You haven't even gone and looked at uh, Cottrell's thesis. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, folly adder with dog shit flowing through between their ears, between the two of them. Bloody hell. Um. <laughs> this is some shit tier analysis, man. It was Paul Cottrell who took calls from supposedly an anonymous person from Taiwan saying that it was announced in China that the only thing, the only thing that was working to save lives against COVID-19 in early 2020 was remdesivir. The only thing. It's Paul Cottrell, Dr. Bus Rider, MD. Now, also, it was Paul Cottrell of all 300 million people in the United States that was part, and this was one of his most watched videos ever, I think it was in February 2020, leaking, leaking worst case CDC data about, I don't know, billion people dying worldwide or two billion, two million people dying within the United States or more. And he got the data supposedly from a chat comment. And then he did a video and the video went viral, if you will. Well, eventually those numbers were revised and the CDC said that that was an unintentional leak. But the person who made that 
projection, or one of the three or four people involved in that was Ira Longini, PhD, longtime collaborator and colleague of Robert Malone. So not only did Paul Cottrell leak the worst case CDC data, which wound up being wrong, New York Times reported on this, they never used Cottrell's name, but it was Ira Longini, a colleague of Malone, that helped make that data available. Secondly, Malone laughs off from Desivere as well. That's not as good as we hoped, but I want to get into it as a tangent. And it was Cottrell was one of several people in the world that was responsible for leaking, I think, an engineered story about Remdesivir being the only thing to save lives. That's pretty disgusting and diabolical. But I want you to consider this, guys. While Paul Cottrell or Dr. Buswriter MD and Robert Malone are having a giggle, two weeks after this video, Danielle went to the hospital and her two-month ordeal of being poisoned to death with Remdesivir started. That girl didn't have to die. That girl would still be alive today if it wasn't for these two people. Amongst um, again, we've listened to the mother of Danielle and tragically her daughter, who shouldn't have been put on ventilation for the oxygen saturation levels that she had, had her lungs blown out. It wasn't any... Remdesivir, remdesivir is not on the cause of death and you know you blow a lung out and yeah you you're not coming back so again mark is twisting stuff and trying to over emote particular issues and points here and not being not being factual about the about what happened on the ground um is he going to mention the blown out lung others the protocols were still supported while people were giggling and laughing and pointing fingers about ivermectin, telling crap about dexamethasone, relatively innocuous, anti-inflammatory, not talking about remdesivir. Oh, we don't want to get into that. Really avoiding the improper ventilation issue. Not admitting, as uh, Jessica Hockett showed on Woodhouse, that if you, it, it looks as though most of the original data was completely fraudulent. It probably mostly involved the, the uh, background testing of existing genetic sequences, in addition to possibly infectious clones and some releases. All of this Wait, so there's just background, but there suddenly there is SARS-CoV-2 in there. And, well, then, of course, the default is it's got to be infectious clones. Well, infectious clones need to be um, transfected into an expression system to get the virus out. You can't just give them to people. Uh, you can't just give them plasmids. <laughs> that doesn't work. And, the again, they're... Their sketchy science is, is boxing them into a corner as they're, as they're struggling to maintain narrative here. So we've gone from uh, Paul Cottrell was in Japan in my laboratory when now we find out it's St. Kitts and um, we're, he's pushing the, uh, the cooey nonsense and... Ah, America, America. It's engineered, and while they're having a chuckle here, <laughs> it's so funny. It was two weeks after, it was just two weeks after this, that the lethal poisoning of Danielle started, and she died two months after that. Kev, have I done an, an in-depth about remdesivir? Um, I've looked, and all these claims to remdesivir toxicity doesn't pan out in the literature. It's there's a small window of efficacy if you can get it in quick enough, 
but the um the LD50 is a thousand milligrams per kilo and the standard dose of remdesivir is 200 milligrams and I would be surprised if they were giving remdesivir every day for two months in the case of someone like Danielle um, if she's got a blown out lung they're probably just milking the insurance um Chupin Bat says mangoes equals Japan, Japan equals mangoes, Scooby logic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it's hard to poison someone with it. Yes. Yeah. And it's like um it's it's a similar type of drug to acyclovir. And you know, I've had to take acyclovir a whole bunch of times because of exposure to monkey scratches bites fluids whatever right and you have to take grams of the shit now you start feeling a bit terrible after uh, three or four days but um as a sort of ganglioside nucleotide um, inhibitor all the drug classifications are they just put it in there with things like acyclovir and a thousand milligrams per kilo LD50 um, you would have to you would have to give enormous amounts is it nephrotoxic um, I've looked at studies which have said that there can be a risk in people who already have kidney damage. Is it possible that in combination with all the anesthetics and other drugs that there are interactions that we don't know about? Potentially, but there isn't the safety signal that you would expect for something that they're... For the way they make it sound as being so toxic you would, well, I, I don't think you see the, the safety signal. And, and the simple fact is that a lot of these people who got pulled into hospitals got pulled in because they were sick. And if there were very few treatments available um, and they were only getting remdesivir, which doesn't work beyond the first few days, and their cytokine storm kicks in and they're not giving antibiotics, etc., which I think was just limited to the first waves, really. Um, again, this hyper-focus on remdesivir seems like a dead-end rabbit hole for someone who's literally got shit pouring out of his mouth at the moment. <laughs> imagine, imagine, uh, imagine the documents and the professional analysts not finding out that Cottrell was in St. Kitts. Ha <laughs> ha! Holy fuck. Paul Cottrell was in my lab. No, he wasn't. Um, <laughs> Juicer Tonic is convinced he was in my lab because he was uh, abroad at some point, but it says in his thesis, um, where was it? In the. He, he was in a lab at St. Kitts. 
there. Um, I'd like to thank laboratories at Ross University School of Me Veterinary Medicine in providing facilities for conducting this research in St. Kitts. There you go. Um, that explains uh, the monkeys and the mangoes. <laughs> <laughs> what a fuck up. <laughs> You can learn more about Daniel's story by going, uh, I, I need to work on uh, her mother, who I'm friends with, Rebecca. Uh, you can go to her story, her, her page, and learn more about uh, her ordeal, about hospital protocols killing. Anyways, um, this little clip here and the videos around it, both before and afterwards, with Malone and Cottrell, tell quite a story. They tell quite a horrible story. Uh, this, like the story you were making up about Cottrell being in Japan, Mark. It's <laughs> And again, all, all all the stuff that, look, I do not like Malone. I am very, very sceptical of someone who comes, who's made, he's a multi, multi-millionaire from biowarfare type studies. And look, man, you've got a choice when you start your medical career or scientific career where you want to be ending up, right? And, you know... I chose to do, I like the Tourette stuff, but, you know, Tourette's doesn't pay so well. So, you know, I had to do Parkinson's because lots of people get Parkinson's and there's more research dollars in it. But the, you know, I was, I was uh, you know, trying to, trying to help kids. Malone um, went and made millions of uh again biowarfare countermeasures and a lot of what we're dealing with is this biowarfare medical countermeasures industry in best case scenario some fuck up has happened because of those industries that were spawned after 9-11 etc etc and you know i know everyone wants to point a shitty stick at the united states but um the post 9-11 environment um, provided fertile ground for people like Malone. Is he having a road to Damascus moment now? Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Never met him. Never spoken to him. And the... <laughs> the fact that... Uh... <laughs> Judas... Judas Giga Spiral and Juicetonic here have suddenly got it into their heads that uh, my stream, my stream, one of the most shadow banned, and I bet you I lead the way for amount of counts lost and struck, etc., for trying to speak and warn people about these issues, including things like uh, hospital protocols. I remember uh, Dr. John, what was his name, Swedish guy. And I, I remember being livid that they wouldn't give oxygen to old people. And DNR notices on, um, well, mentally or just disabled people. Um, let's see. Cottrell and Malone, the video is disturbing. Take again all the recent drama out and it's bad. Malone was paid by the government. Cottrell was calling us to take up arms. Literally not a good combination. Yeah, why do you, that's what I was calling out. I, I 
clocked what he was pretty fucking quick and then you know to the point where we we could make uh things like this let me just let this play and then you realize that this global enlightenment radio network was effectively just a I mean, again, I don't want to be too disparaging about it. It's not, it's not necessary. What do they say? What do they say? If you can't say something nice, don't say anything. Unless, of course, it leads to people dying two weeks after, a few weeks afterwards. Then or you can uh, make up shit on the fly, like Trell coming to visit me in Japan when he's in St. Kitts, and my streams being responsible for the deaths of millions due to uh, gain-of-function bio-warfare programs spinning out of control that are a consequence of essentially US military spending post 9-11. <laughs> you can do that. <laughs> and I think you can say something that isn't nice. But uh, it's just, it's mostly, you know, more the uh, occultish, Masonic type of, you know, deep research, etc. It's fine. It's just not my thing. Maybe I'm missing the boat by not looking at it, but it's just I just don't know what to make out of it. Okay, I'm struggling person as it is. Um, but they completely pivoted to being basically a Cottrell and Malone show. Like we had this out pretty quick. <laughs> oh God! Start fighting for your freedom. Website. I have in my detailed video that will be coming out on how to actually search and read the document. Because obviously, Bunker Boy doesn't know how to do that. <laughs> but he'll go on the internet and keep on saying that all these people that have been trying to do the right thing and help our countrymen try to call them shills and call him grifter. The whole point is to try to preserve the record of my thinking in real time on what is going on with this crisis. Now, you can also um, donate through the website or through PayPal. So I have links on the homepage of the website to be able to do the and another great way to support the channel is to purchase the products on my store, my online store, which is through the Bash Studios. I have four different product lines in addition to my published books. So you can purchase my books on... Pause. Man, um, when you've got uh, what is it, pan? Is that what the uh, the goat <laughs> the archetype for uh, Satan as part of your uh, book covers as your religious book covers? Uh, yeah, is there any wonder why people uh, just look at you a little bit odd when you're prone to uh, how should we say less than uh, less than honourable behaviour and. Uh, Severe bouts of paranoia and hysteria. That's literally the goat-headed pan. What the fuck is going on, man? My website. I have eight books. Or you can purchase them also on Amazon. Or, or uh, Barnes & Noble. 
or the uh, iBook store through Apple. Now, in terms I'm a PhD in finance. But he'll spend the time to make documents that are anti-Semitic, that are defaming my people. That is unacceptable. In terms of the, the other products that I have, I have C60 products, I have Boomer Boost products, I have Coin Chanterelle products, and I have Nano Silver. So that's a great way to help support the channel. Because as you know, it is it's time consuming to, to do this. So I have a very good offer. But why you why you keep on promoting hate, I don't understand. I had relatives that died in the Holocaust product called Silver Gel. This is much better than Pharrell. So for months, you're ridiculing my people. The ones that had to endure the Holocaust. The ones that died. Uh, I'll just add also Mark's people. In the Holocaust. And you made fun of them. How can you state that that's a proper way of being a human being? So it doesn't evaporate and crack your skin. Perel does. Therefore, this is a much better product to sanitize your hands long term and not to, to damage your skin. <laughs> uh. man yeah i was uh i was really uh, i was really rooting for control mark <laughs> inviting him to my lab in japan <laughs> control him alone show um around the time that uh, uh malone just finished up his steve kirsch and uh, brett weinstein interview it's pretty remarkable so let's just play this clip, guys. Let's see here. Let me make sure I got all the other stuff uh, stopped. All right, here we go. And uh, I'm just going to scoot off the side a, a little bit more, if you don't mind. Yes, Mark is a K26R uh, carrier. More patients would be lost on the triple combination. Their study also has a standard of care remdesivir. And, and I suspect that your viewership may be aware that remdesivir's efficacy is um, not quite what we were led to believe. Uh, and and uh, most would say that it doesn't support the license that it has right now, the authorization. Mm. Uh, in any case, that's that's a tangent. It's going down a rabbit hole. Uh, but yeah, stay away from the steroids if you're going to use. <laughs> yeah, that's a tangent. That's a rabbit hole. Nah, whatever. I, I don't want. I'm rumble. Of course, he doesn't confess to the fact that it was his team that he spun up in early 2020 domain and george webb is completely 100 percent wrong and i'm really upset about this he completely misrepresented my work on domain completely the domain project from dtra i believe is nothing more than an empty shell of a program that basically spat out a predetermined answer and the answer was remdesivir period 
and a couple of other things that were going to be distractions and jokes has absolutely nothing to do with this binding domain bull crap. That's all it was. Malone was involved in making sure Remdesivir was rigged to be the answer. Robert Malone's boss at Barda, Rick Bright, was ordering the components and jumpstarting the manufacturing of Remdesivir before we even had a pandemic against the wishes of his boss, Robert Cadillac, which is why, among several reasons, Rick Bright was demoted because he was insubordinate and firing up the manufacturing remdesivir. Yet why is it that everyone only wants to talk about Cadillac and not Rick Bright? Rick Bright made that early supply of remdesivir possible. Malone's not talking about that. It was the 2018-2019 paper out of USAMRIT by Sina Bavari and Alison Tortura about broad-spectrum antivirals against emerging novel coronaviruses that said GS5734 from Gilead, which is remdesivir, is the thing that's most likely to work against a brand new emerging coronavirus that probably comes out of China or Asia that causes a pandemic that probably started in a wet market after jumping off of a bat. Sina Bavari is a longtime colleague and to some extent co-author, with, at least with respect to Zika, of Robert Malone. He doesn't tell you that. That was used as one of the justifications for making remdesivir one of the things that was selected early. Malone's not saying that as he chuckles here. And we don't want to get into that tangent. Malone's not talking about how USAMRID was shut down in 2019, United States Army Military Infectious Disease Research Facility. It was shut down. And it wasn't shut down because they had a real genuine lab leak. It was shut down because there were trials ongoing that showed monoclonal antibodies uh, technology was destroying remdesivir. And they didn't want those trials completed. They shut them down. Emergency funding was found. The trials were restarted using Rocky Mountain Laboratory and another collaborator of Robert Malone, Heinz Feldman. He's not talking about that. He's not talking about how the entire Malone network was involved in making remdesivir the standard of care. Has nothing to do with Jordan Walker. Nothing. That's a joke. That is an absolute disgusting joke. It was all... Uh, this I'm inclined to agree with. Uh, all that uh, Jordan Walker bullshit was... Oh, Charles and Jack, good to see you, bro. Uh, rabbit holes are real. <laughs> uh, Let's see. Sheepgo Baba says Barrett Lab was the one saying Remdesivir was safe for COVID. No mention of that. Um, and again, th look, you're you've got someone in Robert Malone who was balls deep in that industry for decades, making serious money from it. Serious money. Um, again. Is he doing what he's doing because it, he didn't get a bite of the COVID apple? I don't know. Has he had a road to Damascus moment? Maybe. Again, I don't know. Never spoke to him. But again, the links with Remdesivir to Malone are tenuous. I've gone through this with Charles. And the um, formatidin, yeah. Um <laughs> Malone and his network. And he knows remdesivir is part of a lethal and deadly protocol that's killing people. He knows it. And he doesn't want to talk about it. Instead, he blames it on dexamethasone. This is horrifying. And Paul Cottrell, who was part of taking these anonymous calls, I think it might have even been a girlfriend or a wife of his, I don't know, a neighbor, because he could tell they clearly had a U.S. accent, Miss Taiwan, saying remdesivir is the only thing working in China. While Cottrell pretends to be a student, even though he's living in God knows what, five to $10,000 a month apartment, one block away from the New York Stock Exchange as a trader. T-R-A-D-E-R. -E you don't think he's using uh, some inside knowledge 
for his own financial benefit? Of course he is. He, he, it's almost impossible not to. Look, it's a uh, little Ashkenaz quant trading. Say, hey, yes. From a whistleblower, whatever the heck that means. That Remdesivir is the only thing that was working. What happened? Malone, no, he just goes along for the joke. Two weeks after this interview, Danielle was admitted to the hospital and the lethal poisoning of Remdesivir started. Two months after that, she... No, she had her lungs blown out. Again, show that Remdesivir was the cause of death. You haven't done that. Um, I'm afraid we're going to have to hold you to uh, <laughs> just basic standards here. She was dead. Her body was destroyed. Didn't have to happen. If these guys weren't doing this game, they weren't implementing their lethal protocols, telling you, well, the virus is bad too. I don't know what to say other than this is murder. This is murder. I'm going to restart this because the whole two-minute clip is just fascinating. Uh, uh, more, more patients would be lost on the triple combination. Their study also has a standard of care remdesivir, and, and I suspect that your viewership may be aware that remdesivir's efficacy is um, not quite what we were led to believe. Uh, and and uh, most would say that it doesn't support the license that it has right now, the authorization. Hmm. Uh, in any case, that's, that's a tangent that's going down a rabbit hole. Uh, but yeah, stay away from the steroids if you're going to use formodidine sulfoxid. And it's a good thing, and you'll see in the paper, we've got a lengthy discussion uh, in that one uh, in which I extensively quote Tony Fauci for an interesting review paper he did on DEX a few years ago. Um, DEX, DEX is like a great big hammer to the immune system, and uh, absolutely not. You know, a case can be made that, that DEX is a great drug if you've got hospitalized COVID and you want to pump your numbers up by getting them out the door and transferring them to a extended care facility uh, instead of having them die in your hospital to be a little bit jaded. But in fact, that's what goes on is there's a lot of uh, manipulation of hospital case fatality rates by offloading uh, um, uh, patients to uh, um, various triage options. And, and DEX is a great way. Yeah, I'm just, you know, I tried to just pull up a recent manuscript, right? And yeah, 3rd of January, 2023. And um, overall, the findings in this study suggest that remdesivir treatment may accelerate the improvement of multiple biomarkers of COVID-19 severity, which are associated with better clinical outcomes during infections. These findings have implications for better understandings of the activity of antiviral treatments in COVID-19. And, uh, you know, where was the numbers? Uh, da, 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 da. Uh, five hundred and sixty-two participants. How many? How many died from remdesivir poisoning? I'm not everything that I've seen with respect to remdesivir is this super super poison. Um, comes from people's claims on the internet. Now look. I don't want to dismiss the those people's experience, etc. Um, maybe in someone who's already undergoing you know, organ collapse and their lungs are all fucked and their brain is invaded, maybe it just doesn't help and maybe even contributes. I, I honestly, I don't know, but I don't see it in the literature. I want to see it in the literature that there's this safety signal with remdesivir and I, I ain't seeing it. And it's, it's considered safe enough that they'll issue it as uh, on an outpatient basis now. So 
let's see. Uh, let's see. In fairness, I don't think the doctors would list remdesivir as cause of death. Self-incriminating. No, but you would like if the if the patient has died, there would be some indicator as to why they died and they've got to give a cause of death and if in the course of clinical treatment you've got someone in a hospital where you're taking bloods essentially probably every day and you're looking at renal function um you know <laughs> I mean just you know th there was I had a colleague in South Korea and they had a comatose patient. It was a, how should we say, contentious patient because of why he was in there. He was in a coma and he died. The cause of death was his kidneys shutting down because he'd been laying in bed for oh, it was, it was like nearly a year. But the family insisted that it was the head trauma which killed him well the head trauma put him in the hospital but his kidneys shutting down was the cause of death and someone whose kidneys shut down are gonna show a range of symptoms and it will show up in the blood work etc and I would expect to um, see it on the In the medical data, unless you think it's all just completely rotten and garbage, yeah, which it potentially, um, I'm not, uh, I'm not going to reject that hypothesis completely. Way to stabilize and get out the door, and that is one way that it's used in some hospital environments. Dr. Finn mentions it's quite a lot that it's nephrotoxic. And again, I've looked at this, right? And even they've done studies in people with kidney disease. Um, Review on but this one is for kidney disease. Um, let's see. Here we go. Remdesivir and acute renal failure. Administration of COVID nineteen with renal impairment. one looks interesting uh, it's been postulated that the injectable solution formulation of remdesivir could be more nephrotoxic than the lithylized powder since it can, contains twice as much sulfobutyl ether beta cyclodextrin therefore we evaluated 1000 hospital patients with severe acute respiratory syndrome who received remdesivir lithylized powder or solution 
logistic regression model can for baseline confounders identified that neither the use of the injectable solution nor a creatine clearance of less than 30 mils per minute at the times of remdesivir initiation was significantly associated with acute kidney injury. Regarding hepatotoxicity, there was no significant difference in early discontinuation remdesivir due to abnormal liver function tests between patients who received the lyophilized powder versus those who received the solution. Again, you know, are some scientific studies garbage? Yes, but you know, when you keep seeing the same, the same thing over and over. Um, JC showed way back when Desivir was twenty percent effective in one study. Yeah, look, I, I think it's acknowledged that there's a very distinct uh, or short window in which you can use it to to get maximal efficacy do i think that look am i i'm not here um touting the use of remdesivir okay but the way that mark is presenting the data is inaccurate that stream is just full of inaccuracies like fucking judas gigaspiral is a nailed on lying motherfucker as we've shown with charles looking at documents, communications, etc. Let's see. Based on currently available evidence, we're moderately certain that remdesivir probably has little or no effect on all cause mortality, but up to day 28 in hospitalized adults with SARS CoV 2 infection. Yeah, look, um, I think there's uh, a lot of doubt about its ability to, it's not a silver bullet by any stretch of the imagination and my understanding and reading of the literature is you've got a short window in which it is efficacious and danielle was not poisoned by remdesivir she had a lung blown out that was done in the autopsy even the mother says that That's very interesting. So let's let's pivot to the. That's very interesting. That's so interesting, Robert Malone. That's so interesting. I mean, all of this death isn't quite as tragic as his bus rides back and forth and back and forth to Boston to get his degree certificate, and then rebrand himself as Dr. Paul Cottrell, M.D., total health specialist, everything you need to know. The guy who writes a book on chaos theory and trade stocks. Now, it was this video here. If you look up on top, you'll see, and this is the thing that uh, Kui didn't initially pick up on. You'll see that there's three. Judas, you mean. Uh, little boxes there. And obviously, uh, you see Paul Cottrell in the middle. You see Malone on the right. And then you see on the left, Global Enlightenment Radio. Now, I didn't know what Global Enlightenment Radio is. No idea. Uh, but clearly, those three boxes, this is the layout of a Zoom call. Which means a third party, Global Enlightenment Radio, is arranging for a Zoom call with Cottrell. And I could tell this is Cottrell set up either on the Governor Island or Roosevelt Island now. In um, uh, New York. Uh, Not Japan. <laughs> New York City. I think he moved there a couple months after the start of the pandemic from Wall Street or just off of Wall Street. And um, same cost of the rent, though. Um, and, um, uh, and Malone. So there's a third party ranging. But I'm just curious. And I looked it up. And sure enough, uh, Global Enlightenment Radio is a uh, channel on YouTube. We see that's the Global Enlightenment Radio Network. 
not exactly a ton of subscribers. They've been around for a while. Uh, let's see here. So the channel opened up, interesting, uh, July 14th, 2019. And if you go to the videos, you can see, uh, well, live anyways, live pasts. The stuff they're doing right now, actually, they haven't really done anything um, in the last year. And over a year since they've had the uploads here. But you can see a lot of Illuminati type stuff. Lots and lots and lots of Paul Cottrell. Big, big, big support. Uh, Lee Merritt. Paul Cottrell. Lee Merritt. Paul Cottrell. Let's see. Who else? And um, Paul Cottrell. Lee Merritt. Paul Cottrell. More Paul Cottrell. So it's basically like a Paul Cottrell support network. <laughs> and if you go back far enough, like to, um, let's see here. Go back to August or July. All right. Just keep going here. We see it was right around... Yeah, but if you've got um, Zagami, Leo Zagami, he's he's the Freemason dude, right? He's all into that that shit. Um, Here, suddenly they started having the Leo Zagami show. Now Leo Zagami, interesting fellow. Don't really follow him, but he wasn't really there. And then they start restreaming him, starting around the end of June. Actually, the very first time they restreamed him was the end of June, and then. Uh, on July 1st, you can see suddenly they have Paul Cottrell. So they get Leo Zagami and Paul Cottrell. And then on June 7th, 2021, Robert Malone. All kind of happened at the same time. Now, there's this video here of Paul Cottrell being interviewed, okay, by this uh, African-American gentleman here who is, um, as he's talking, he sounds, no offense, pretty stoned. And he knows Remdesivir is part right now. You do not see an open open rafter ceiling like that anywhere in, in many places in New York, in New York City. And he goes on to talk about um, the uh, the monkeys that are running around wild and uh, the mangoes that they insane come out kids. He's basically suggesting that he's at a twelve hour time difference now. So he's in Japan. No, he's in Saint Kitts, Mark. Go back, redo this video. You're full of shit, trying to spin stuff for narrative, again, trying to assuage your guilty conscience. It could be Korea, but I think he's in Japan. Now, the person who's interviewing him on the Global Enlightenment Radio, uh, the uh, African-American gentleman here, his name is Daryl Neely, N-E-E-L-Y. Not exactly a name. That, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm familiar with. And I'll show you some fun stuff here. And if we just go to D-A-R-R-E-L-L, Neely. And just go to the video. Uh, first of all, convince yourself that's the same guy. This is definitely the same guy. And he was arrested on January, uh, for one of the January 6th events. Um, January 6th riot suspect arrested in Guilford County. Now, he wasn't arrested right away. Um, uh, I don't know what he stole. He stole some hats or whatever. Um, it's not really sure what it was, um, but I'm, he talks about himself, this Daryl Neely, um, and he's, uh, if you go to the channel description, it's pretty much off the, off the charts here on, uh, let's see here. What's the, uh, so there's two profiles here, um, edit based. So this LinkedIn profile, Daryl Neely has him as a human resource specialist. At the United States Army Reserves. Doesn't sound too much. Okay. You know, uh, from 2016, the present. And then he also has a degree at Brevard College. And that's it. Now, I mean, I don't know. I'm not too good at telling ages. I can't really. mm, Is that the same person? I know they all look the same, but. Now, I mean. Let's see. 
I mean, I don't know. I'm not too good at telling ages. I can't really tell. Uh, is that the same person? No, that is not the same person. The nose is different. The nose is different. Oh, how old he is. Um, could be in his late 20s. Could be in his early 40s. I can't ah. really tell. Right? I mean, Cottrell's like 50-something years old, and he doesn't look it at all, so... If, and if you go to his profile here, let's see here. Does he have the full description here? No, not there. You have to go to here and... October 26th, present. Uh, oh, there's, uh, what's his name? Hal from uh, The Missing Link. Huh. So this D.F. Neely on this page is like, I think he has two LinkedIn's. He's the CEO at Global Enlightenment Radio Network. I th I don't think that that's the same person. The nose is different. See how he's got more sort of like a hook nose? That is not the same person. I don't think that's the same person. He's got this very... Uh, sharp protuberance at the end of his nose there. And if you go to his profile here, let's see here, does he have the full description here? No, not there. You have to go to here, and there we go. Uh, oh, there's, uh, what's his name? Hal from uh, The Missing Link. Huh. So I'll be doing a stream with him in a few hours, so this D.F. Neely on this page is like, I think he has two LinkedIn's. He's the CEO at Global Enlightenment Radio Network. Let's see. How does he describe himself? January 6, 2018, it was given life. So he started the channel on January 6th. It's funny because then he was arrested on January 6, 2021, three years later. You see, th that one says Navy and this one says U.S. Army Reserves. Has he? Let's just see. No mention of the Navy there. Yeah, I think Mark's made a fuck up here. What's price? <laughs> it's not the same, dude. Um, this is where I am your radio host, CEO and digital network god. I own and fully operate it. Uh, three, soon to be four, networks of intellectual power. God, 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 god. Um, that's great. Uh, he talks about truth. I wear a hat of truth, a jacket of protection, a shield of Odin, the pants of a man in the shoes of Switness. I drape myself in the American flag as a nationalist, and I will support it regardlessly. And then we go on to look at his background, and his education is in the United States Navy. Skills in various government, computer and satellite communications, building, construction, and finishing. Um, let's see here. He also, uh, see, this could be, could even be his father, 1982 to 1988. This is crazy here. He's definitely not that old. All right. Um, uh, but if you go to the, um, uh, he works out of Washington, D.C., Neely Worldwide Publishing, based in Washington, D.C., formed as a full service independent publisher, 2014. Um, 
worldwide published author, science fiction. Uh, he he said he was in the Boy Scouts of America, Civil Air Patrol, U.S. Navy, U.S. Navy Reserves. He graduated from St. John's College High School, Washington, D.C., went to college, University District of Columbia. Um, talks about his parents. Uh, I mean, it's just, it's off the wall. Uh, activities, SA, CB, Intelligence Specialist, and S1. Yeah, not the same. So, let's review here. We have Paul Cottrell coming out of nowhere. This this channel going from relative conspiracy to basically being a place to host Paul Cottrell and Robert Malone. Where Cottrell seems to just completely overlook the fact that he broke the story of, uh, of the CDC worst case scenario. A worst case scenario which went on to justify things like people's willingness to accept lockdowns. It was Cottrell's story of seeing the freezer trucks in Manhattan that influenced people. Not most people. Cottrell's not a household name. Cottrell influenced the people at the fringe that already knew that both CNN and Fox News were lying to them. Someone like me. Someone like me is the person that would have fallen victim to that. And he's being interviewed by someone arrested on January 6th with a full affidavit from the FBI. So we have a full affidavit from the FBI. Different person. Different person there. Now, you could say that that one's got more flat nose, maybe more like the one that Cottrell was talking to. That Neely is not him. The nose is way, way different. Appealing to people who are right-wing and nationalist and vaccine skeptics. Rounding up Paul Cottrell, who just returned from Japan. St. Kitts, Mark. St. Kitts, you tit. And Robert Malone, who's also trying to lasso back in some of the strays. And in this wonderful little video here, they're having a chuckle about remdesivir not being what they expected, even though Malone was an integral part of making remdesivir the standard of care. And then he... Um, which, again, I, th I think is tenuous, to say the least, but... ...had the gall to orchestrate some, with Operation Project Veritas, some sideshow involving Jordan Walker to pretend Jordan Walker actually made it all happen. And other people have actually convinced you that Jordan Walker and a couple of nobodies at Pfizer did it, while saying that they are the 5G information warfare experts. And you think it's crazy for me to suggest that Paul Cottrell and Kevin McCarran are still working together? <laughs> oh man <laughs> holy shit um i don't know what to say folks i mean it's a fucking train wreck and i i am gonna just fucking rubberneck it <laughs> and take the piss out of it for holy shit like i say folly adieu folly adieu Paul Cottrell loves Robert Malone. Kevin McCarran loves Robert Malone. <laughs> right. I've been, uh, I've been a staunch cheerleader of Robert Malone. <laughs> Again, so uh, th there's lie after lie after lie that's coming off uh, Judas, Giga Spiral, and Juicetonic here. So again, you've got to be asking yourself, who are they working for? Hmm? Charles Rixey loves Robert Malone. Charles Rixey loves Robert Malone. <laughs> ah. You know who else loves Robert Malone? 
Judas Gigaspiral J. He loves Robert Malone. You should have seen him with it showing off his photograph to me when uh, we did meet uh, in the bar. <laughs> and then he got all a busted vagina because uh, he he wasn't recognised. <laughs> it's so fucking sad, man. This is too freaking insane. Where does he get this crap? Um, well, I, they're just making shit up, right? Or, or lying, outright lying, like Jay was lying about Charles. And Mark is... I don't know. <laughs> this is seriously off the deep end. And, you know, I can't really blame the drugs with uh, Mark. I guess I could... Uh, his son's drugs, maybe. I've just screwed with his brain, but. And none of them are willing to talk about remdesivir, really. Uh, I have. Um, and again, show me in the literature where the toxicity is. I'm not seeing it. And again, what I've found is that LD, an LD50 of a thousand milligrams per kilo is. Um, you would have to give in kilos of it to people. Jesus. All they all want you to think, deadly virus. Maybe it didn't turn out to be as deadly as we thought. Um, vicious virus, incapacitating and uh, persistent, causing all manner of problems. And again, you know... The, the the big hole in their argument, of course, is that it's protocols that killed everyone. Well, if protocols killed everyone, then what we would expect is that they would they would say this person has died from COVID. And again, we can look at actual data, right? We can put those claims to the test. And what do we see? Influenza, pneumonia, <laughs> other diseases of the respiratory system in, in the all-cause mortality of the United States is the smallest category compared to cardiovascular and dementia. And we would predict the cardiovascular due to the coagulopathy, the... Um, ability to trigger these amyloid fibrinogen-resistant clots, and the same for neurodegenerative disorders. The, the data doesn't support their contention. And so all they're left with is assertion and character assassination. And look, man, I love a bit of character assassination, me, but, you know, it, character assassination is only good when there's this stuff that's actually solid there that you can take the piss out of. And they just, <laughs> Judas Gigaspiral and uh, Juicetonic here just are not very good at it. But it was definitely a deadly virus and the actions were definitely justified. And now we definitely all have to deal with the cancers and the fallout of it. Yeah, um, that's what that is saying. Um, what, is, is this data not real? Is is this not real now so again um 
Big claims require big evidence. And all they have, all they have is the assertion that um, people, people think that they were poisoned by remdesivir. Um, excuse me if I try to maintain a degree of rigor. And the simple fact is that the same thing that I've been talking about right from the beginning shows up in the data. Neurodegeneration. It's one of the leading causes of that all-cause mortality. Not the, you know, you know you've got that basal level, but all those peaks that uh, Jay tries to point at and say that that's all uh, protocols. It's not. It's not. It's Alzheimer's. It's cardiovascular disease, etc., etc. Mark is getting like Webb messes up everything he touches. Yeah. Fauci proclaiming remdesivir as standard of care kill people. Yeah, and I would say because of its lack of efficacy. And yes, maybe hydroxychloroquine or ivermectin would have been a better option. Had they just let doctors deal with patients as they would and use their experience, I think um, we wouldn't have had uh, as many um, as many deaths. But the simple fact is that all the, the deaths that we're seeing are not COVID related, not influenza and pneumonia, not chronic lower respiratory disease or other diseases of the respiratory system. Oh, well. You can watch more of the videos. You'll find that Robert Malone actually talks about the antibody paradox. Uh, with pseudoviruses. Yeah, what you're measuring in cell culture may or may not be predictive of protection. And in many cases, it's not. In many other viral vaccine contexts, we use uh, hemagglutinin inhibition for influenza as a surrogate. But for most vaccines, neutralization titers aren't predictive. And now we learn that for uh, many of the monoclonals, they're not predictive, which, as I mentioned, has been a huge paradox. There was a major program launched as a consequence of this that was run out of the La Jolla Institute of Allergy and Immunology a major international collaboration, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars spent where they compared lots and lots of different monoclonals globally in a variety of different systems. Those data haven't been published yet. He actually talks about the antibody paradox. He talks about how antibodies are not a good predictor of immunity and that the paradox is, though he... <laughs> it's actually, what he's talking about is the translation problem. And that, that covers many, many facets of uh, drug and medical device discovery. What seems to work in culture or in silico may work in a rodent model. And as you try to step it up, boom, you get to the monkey and it doesn't work. And that's why monkeys were so important, probably why they tried so hard to get rid of them. He words it a little bit differently, but he does use that word paradox and he uses it only once. And he's referring to the antibody patent paradox. Robert Malone also presents that is he and his wife, Jill, and Jill's a communist sympathizer, don't believe anything else, who are both the co-owners of all aerosolized gene therapy patents based upon their own statements. Merck vaccines under Maurice. And Tisa has a good point. Surely it's no easy task to separate the virus vaccine as primary cause of 2022-2023 deaths in cardio Alzheimer's. 
Um, yeah, I, um, I agree. That's uh, again, that could be a causal factor, as could the pathogen itself. And the simple fact is that they are all part of the bio warfare kill box that they pushed everyone into. And if you're spurging about one particular thing, then you're you're, you're wasting people's time. You've got you've to have a heuristic framework that can take all the different factors available and, and come up with as parsimonious explanation as possible. And Mark ain't doing it. Judas ain't doing it. Why? They've each got slightly different reasons. Um, Mark is trying to blame his son's death on COVID protocols when no his son he died because well as a substance abuser he was vaping all kinds of weird shit that put him in the hospital ah, maybe there was some COVID involved in that but um, fentanyl he got out of the hospital and fentanyl killed his boy it's that simple and he's trying to um soothe the pain of that by trying to say that the protocols had there been no protocols had there been no covid his son would still be around that's what he's doing judas on the other hand has sort of got it into his head that by ignoring the mechanisms at play um you're going to be able to stop the digital tyranny that's coming for you uh, I like to live in a bit more of a grounded reality and when I'm making my threat assessment I want to know anything and everything some of it may just be garbage and you can throw it to the side but you want to you wanna be able to um, like I say be able to explain as many phenomenon as possible without your brain pouring out your ears like runny dog shit like we're seeing with uh Juicetonic and Judas. Silliman, for about nine million bucks, then Merck failed to deliver and develop a product given back to Vital. They continue to try to develop products for. Yeah, you can't run the control experiment, Teaser. That's it. And so, without that experiment, everyone is just, um, especially if they're fixated on one thing, you've got no way of disambiguating it. And so everything is a possible contributing factor. And the important lesson to understand is that there are elements out there, entities out there that wish you harm. And they've shown that they aren't playing by the Geneva Conventions or the Queensbury Rules or whatever other thing... <laughs> framework you think should be appropriate they ain't doing that and so you've got to get that digest it somehow and make the appropriate decisions about 20 for the rest of the life of patent um and uh while keeping other people from doing it and then finally the patents expired and the field took off so uh, meanwhile I, I did a lot of additional work I, my wife and i uh, were issued a, a fundamental patent that covered all vectored uh, um, technology for 
uh, vaccine purposes by intranasal or mucosal administration. So this covered adenoviral vectors, uh, AAV or other methods, as well as mRNA and DNA. So we have the broad patent for uh, um, polynucleotide mucosal vaccination and many other patents in, in the products, licensed marketed products having to do with the catalytic lipid delivery technology, as well as uh, delivery for vaccine purposes using pulsed electrical fields. And we were involved in, in the initial incorporation of a company called Inovio, which is one of the other candidate uh, technology platforms that's currently being produced. Meaning, should the current injections not work out, Robert Malone and Jill Glasspool Malone are in a very, very good situation. <clears throat> the last bit of point, the point I'm going to bring up here is if you go through the videos uh, by date, of course, on this channel that's brought to you by a military intelligence officer that was arrested on January 6th. Isn't it nice that if you watch Paul Cottrell, you're now associated with white nationalism and all kinds of other horrible things. But I would just... <laughs> the, uh, how should we say, <laughs> liberalism is pouring out of uh, Juice Tonic and Judas. It's, uh, it comes, it weeps out of every pore. I wanted to highlight a couple of these dates here because on this show with Leo Zagami, he has a show with Leo Zagami on... July 17, 2021. And you can tell that Paul Cottrell is still in Japan. It could be North South Korea. St. Kitts, Juice Tonic, fucking hell. I suspect, if I said North Korea earlier, I was apologizing. I meant South Korea, obviously. I suspect he's still in Japan, working at the lab, maybe even the monkey lab. Um, and I know Steve Kirsch was big on supporting people financially to go to Japan to do lab work. I don't know why Steve Kirsch was into that kind of thing, but he was. Maybe he was. Snips to me. Doc, pretty sure Kangdi was calling Kulaks out as a bullshitter over a year ago when Kulaks denied atom bombs are real. Why didn't you dump him? Because I considered him a friend and the... <laughs> look, man, fuck. I know loads of people that believe stupid shit and uh, they're still nice people. Um, so <laughs> I did. I, I cut some slack. I took heat. I took heat for the his atom bombs aren't real um, nonsense. But, um, yeah, I, I did my best to, I had him on virtually every week. Called him all the time. <laughs> Streamed with him all the time. And, uh, he still is. So here they talk a little bit about vaccine mandates and about travel issues. Now on this video here on July 17th, 2021, Cottrell says that because he's traveling when he returns to the United States, it's his understanding that he needs uh, he needs to do a PCR test, and it needs to be clear for 72 hours before boarding the plane to return. All right, 72 hours, regardless of vaccination status. He says 72 hours before I board the plane and return. So 72 hours is 24, 48, 72. 72 hours is three days. So he needs to wait three days. So flying from Japan back to the United States, New York City, he could get a direct flight. From St. Kitts. St. Kitts. Of course, he takes he has to take the bus all the time because he's Dr. Bus Rider MD from Manhattan up to... Uh, Boston, where he's uh, struggling to get his degree. Anyways, um, let's say it's one day of travel, so four days. Now, so that would be what July twenty first. So now we're up to July twenty first. Okay. Now, why am I doing this math? I'm doing this math because if you go forward a little bit, if we go to the next control video on the Global Enlightenment Radio, run by a military intelligence officer, Navy, of course. Um, that's where all the Confederates are. You'll find. See, where's the date here? This is July. This is a July 31st video. So from the 17th to the 31st, that's 14 days. 
So if he, if Cottrell was immediately starting to take his PCR test, you know, prepare for the three hours, the three days, excuse me, of testing clear, clean, and then boarding the plane, let's just say they travel, right? That means that the soonest he could have gotten back into the United States, you can tell he's in the studio right now in New York City, the soonest he could have gotten back in the United States would have been July 21st. I know maybe this sounds boring here. On this video here, Cottrell says that upon return to the United States, he was force vaccinated. And the force vaccines are coming for you guys because the United States is in trouble. So if you're a nationalist, you should be mad. He says he was forced. Um, is, is, is that not the message that comes out from, uh, from Jay? Is, is, is Paul not agreeing with him? My understanding was that he had to take it to be uh, accepted into medical school. It was my understanding that he got vaccinated. And, you know... Let's see, quite cool. He says, Mark is seeding run by middle intel. He is selling a narrative. Yeah, and he's trying to drag me into it as well. And like I say, he's made so many fuck-ups in this stream. Uh, I don't know what to tell you, folks. <laughs> if, you, if people still want to listen to Jay after we showed, like literally Charles showed the communications, every, everything that Jay said was fucking bullshit. Straight up fucking lies from a literal Judas backstabber. Whilst the Jews of Donic here is literally trying to, yeah, see that Patrell uh, is um, military, I don't know, or engaged in military operations. And by extension, he keeps trying to smear me with the same, uh, the same calumny, I guess. Force vaccinated, and he had to be force vaccinated in order to keep his ability alive to be a student. He was no longer going to be able to be a student if he didn't accept the force vaccination. And he said he chose the Johnson and Johnson vaccine, which because it was one shot, right? And then he said that he waited seven days, and so far no problems. There is a connection between influenza with HIV and SARS-CoV-2, and the antibody-dependent enhancement may be a signal for the use of cult receptors to allow for higher in infection. Where the, where the data is showing at the moment, it's, and we have to be truthful to the data, the data is still showing that if you do get the Delta variant after you uh, had the vaccine, your chances of severity of infection has gone down versus the unvaccinated group. So we have to be true to the data. We can't say that vaccinated group with Delta means worse outcomes. That's not what the data is showing. But what it is showing is, is that this is producing a situation where we're spreading the Delta variant. So they, there's, I don't know if you saw the, the tweet from Jack Posobiec, but he, he said that there's some inside, you know, some inside rumblings in the, in, in the uh, White House that they're going to be doing lockdown on, on the second week of August. And, and this could be, this actually could play better for Trump because it's going to be showing the mismanagement of the Biden administration on, on, this, on this policy. But there's definitely some sort of cover-up that's going on with the CDC. They're flip-flopping on the use of masks and not using masks. They're going to start blaming the unvaccinated. Um, as you know, you know, you, because you know that I'm in medical school, I was forced vaccinated. I, when I flew back to New York, uh, the yeah. next day I ended up getting. So he had to get vaccinated for medical school. That doesn't sound like a, un. I say force. He had to get vaccinated for medical school. It seems run of the mill to me. Um, I'm not sure what the issue here is. The, the vaccine the vaccine that i chose to take was the johnson johnson because it was the one shot but make it very clear to the audience i was forced vaccinated i do not have any symptoms i don't have any 
side effects of the vaccine. I'm in my seventh day now or so. I feel fine. I've been working out. I don't have any issues with blood clotting or, or you know, cardiovascular issue. But the thing is, is that I, Dr. Paul Cottrell, was forced vaccinated to stay in medical school. So what Cottrell is saying is that he, after the last video on this July 17th, 2020, he waited three days, clean PCR tests, a day of travel. And then within 24 hours, he immediately got forced vaccinated with J&J and that he had no side effects from it. No side effects. Everything was good. And he waited seven days. And he's telling you, uh, Leo, this. And he's emphasizing, I want to make sure that you know I'm on record, Paul Cottrell, that I was vaccinated. He's super duper duper clear about it. So why would Paul Cottrell have needed to follow a mandatory vaccine to get into Harvard on July 22nd, 2021? It's in the middle of the summer. He couldn't have waited a week. And it just so happened that the moment he landed, he decided to immediately get his J&J vaccine. There's something odd about this story. And given the fact that he's been so skittish about everything else, I don't believe it. And I think I'm entitled to not believe it. Oof. Well, there's lots uh, that you should be entitled to, Mark, after this display. This is... <laughs> I've seen some garbage over the last few years, but this is ranking up there, man. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, Harvard did require Vax for admission. Yep. I, and I don't know. Maybe their term started early for um, medical students. I don't know. Um, it doesn't seem out of the at the range of possibilities. Uh, let's see. Kev would tell him. Uh, why doesn't he just ask Kev about it? Um, yeah. Look. I told him, man, we should speak rather than having cooey, rather than the folie de, which you're engaged in right now. We're literally, literally, we can, we've just shown multiple errors, massive errors, actually, massive errors, and with it, again, casting aspersions, defaming me, ha, me pearls, because of the feeling in my stomach as they're having a chuckle about remdesivir maybe not living up to par by a guy who really made remdesivir the standard of care, not Jordan Walker. And please stop saying Jordan Walker made remdesivir the standard of care because every time I hear someone say that, I know they are actually on the payroll of Robert Malone. That's 5G warfare. And I'm talking, I, have to, I don't mean to pick fights, but this is George Webb I'm talking about. And I didn't plan to go down this path, but George Webb lost his poop when I started to research Cottrell a month or so ago. Completely lost it completely went off the handle um yeah you haven't done a good job though mark imagine imagine not getting the saint kitts thing wow um that that's pretty that's a pretty serious fuck up man <laughs> said the worst things about me possible and has continued to block me to this day and he's calling jonathan cooey i was somehow responsible for coronavirus because he worked at the rasmus lab <laughs> Fucking George Webb, man. He didn't have to do some stupid shit. Oh, man. Can you believe that? George Webb has made a decision to back up Paul Cottrell and effectively Robert Malone as well. While they're having a chuckle here about remdesivir maybe not being as good. Two weeks before Danielle goes into the hospital and begins her two months of several rounds of remdesivir that ultimately killed her, murdered her. No, that's not what happened. It's not what happened. They blew out a lung. 
Nothing to do with Rendezvous. Again, another calumny by uh, Mark. So there's a lot to unpack there, everyone. <clears throat> Not the one-hour video. It's a lot to unpack. Um, I've already... <laughs> a lot of shit to unpack. <laughs> right, you need to uh, go and uh, wipe the whiteboard down and start again, man. We downloaded all this stuff. That's why I didn't uh, share more. It's, uh, it's, pretty, it's pretty freaking incriminating. Marie, I appreciate the advice, but uh, I I enjoy these types of streams. It's easy content for me, and you know we we've learned uh, a few things today, right? And we've learned just how sloppy Kulak is. That he didn't know the Saint Kitts connection. Wow. And his type of personality, passive-aggressive little bitch mode, where he's trying to say that, oh, he must be in Japan with uh, me. <laughs> of course, I'm, I'm going to stream about that constantly. That's a, that's a rich vein of material for me. Of course, Malone's pretty light on his feet here because his, uh, his, he's happy that a communist leadership has been installed in the United States. You know, the Biden administration, um, Rick Bright is in power. He's, he's happy, happy as can be. This is, this is his dream, right? So these are good times, as he's having a giggle here about Remdesivir. Good times. If you see what they do in Cuba to people who don't agree with the government, you can have a bit of a chuckle at the people who are the dissenters as they get killed. He says, four years from now, Mark will be picking apart this live stream as proof he was right all along to pre on patients inside the pre on home. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. Look, uh, I'll take this as uh, one of those uh, bits of evidence that the brain rot is spreading. How about some comments? Was that a little bit too black pill for you? Clown pill? Fuck it out. Am I misrepresenting GW? I want you to consider this. If GW's balls were as big as he is tall, he would be calling this out. I want you to consider this aviatrix. If these protocols... After we've, after we've just seen how wrong you are. Yeah, quick quick look at the literature. Quick look at the all-cause mortality and uh, the... The categories. I'm not seeing uh, I'm not seeing COVID and respiratory disease in there. Mm, imagine that. Imagine my shock. The calls weren't happening. My son wouldn't have had to spend seven of his last weeks of life in a hospital, inaccessible, while he went to a full blown uh, with um, not withdrawal but uh, relapse and died two weeks later. In effect, my son's death was also because of these continued protocols. I'm not standing. No, no, it wasn't, Mark. Sorry. Sorry, you don't you don't get to pull uh, that bit of emotional blackmail on your audience and people listening. Sorry, your son came out and your son was probably in there, if, uh, if I understand correctly, because God knows what he was huffing and inhaling to uh, to get high and um, blasted himself with fentanyl. And they found him hours later. There was nothing they could do.
standing up for Robert Malone anymore. I'm not standing up for Paul Cottrell, Dr. Bus Rider, MD. I'm calling them out. <laughs> You've just made a tear yourself, dude. Holy fucking shit. Holy shit. I didn't even try in this stream. It took one drop from the audience to just show how much bullshit you're spreading. And now here comes the emotional, please. The emotional blackmail to all the uh, all the old ladies that watch Mark. <laughs> and I know the tragedy of Paul Cottrell being on the bus is unforgivable. He's suffered so much being on that bus, going back and forth to Boston. Oh, oy vey. But a lot of people have died. While these clowns still joke around about deadly viruses, they still joke around about remdesivir. Maybe it's not as good as we had hoped. I don't. Yeah, I'm just going to put this up here. Um, you've got to explain this. And the Alzheimer's went through the roof with SARS, I'm afraid. Even before the vaccines. Don't like to pick fights like this, but it has to be said. It has to be. Um, you do bitch made little call out videos and hope that no one notices and then you go deleting them like a. <laughs> like a spineless jelly fucking almost almost characteristic of that K26R polymorphism. To be said for some reason, ever since I started talking about Cottrell. Robert Malone has turned into a huge apologist for Robert. Uh, George Webb has turned into an apologist for Robert Malone. It is what it is. Uh, he actually said we can't call out him as a murderer. Well, what do you call it then? A funny accident? It is what it is. <laughs> you can be upset at me for saying whatever I'm saying. I'm just laying out the evidence. <laughs> oh, yeah, you did a fine job. A fine, fine job. <laughs> I, I should just call this stream the St. Kitts Burn. <laughs> oh, Scrimshaw, I hope you're doing better. Um, you were in my prayers for the last couple of weeks. I'm good to see you here. Eddie Boris says, and that is what is sad. All these people that have died because of the virus, Alzheimer's, and to lie and state one of your own relatives died that way, that is a shitty thing to do. I will state that. Yep. Uh, didn't Web Sumer like... Who, who fucking knows? Man, like, there's so much nonsense that flies between uh, Web's ears and... Um, well marks as well <clears throat> uh, smashing on lames 26 says can you please do a thing yeah I've looked at it it's not hydrogel those are bubbles on the slide and he's looking at it through polarized light <clears throat> you know I've always given credit when credit due I mean I'm kind of a nobody in this space. Um, and Webb has been one of the only people that gave me any daylight at all. And it, what felt like the right thing to do was to be to return that with kindness, right? And thanks and so on. But this is not good. 
the domain was misrepresented completely, completely still being misrepresented. The Jordan Walker thing is a joke. How much have you misrepresented in this one hour, Mark? How much? Mm? Are you going to walk it back? Mm? It's a joke. It's horrible. And maybe they're just a couple of mistakes, but they're pretty serious. And... <laughs> oh, man. You can say that again, Mark. Holy fuck. It needs to be called out. If it wasn't for several people doing hideous things, and, they, and maybe Cottrell was just duped. Maybe Cottrell is just an honest mistake. He got some bad leads, some bad advice. <clears throat> it could happen. It could happen to anybody. I didn't really seriously question the virus narrative until, what, probably, what, early, late 21? You can just say sorry, but to then double down, and then it's to say... <laughs> just, just watching this, and uh, everything could apply to him. If the infighting is intended to divide us, then some of these enemies could be on the same team. Again, let's let's just be clear. Uh, Jay was actively working against uh, Charles and the diffuse documents, some of the best evidence we have of intent. And um, they went to suck on the dick of well, the clit of the Baileys. Um, hoping to get some of that uh no virus uh filthy lucre and you they're, know they're weasels basically um i'm just sad that i was such a poor judge of uh character with respect to mark i, I legit liked him ellen's what's he doing to dog he's literally accused me of hosting Cottrell in Japan in whatever June 2021 when no it's in his thesis that he was in St. Kitts and it's basically trying to cast the aspersion as is Jay that I'm part of some military intel operation that was part of uh, the uh, satanic panic and that satanic panic caused his son uh, to not be with him and no it was the fentanyl the chemical warfare something i speak about regularly uh on this stream let's see Cottrell got in trouble with harvard for parading as a doctor that went there if he had a person approach him with a lucrative deal if you want this here is the cash do what I need you to do, which happens in Gov and in the entertainment industry. And you need to pay his bills. Of course, he's selling out and doing these videos. Maybe. Um, maybe. I don't know if there's any more. So this, I need to get to bed because I've got a stream to do in the morning. And um, yeah, I forgot about this one. He's got uh, that person wrong as well. Uh, completely different to the other Daryl Neely. Um all right, uh, you are all K26Rs, as far as I can tell. Um, yes, all K26Rs. <laughs> that, was a, that was a funny stream. How dare you? 
Yeah. All right. Uh, I'm out of here. I'll see you in the morning. Take care. God bless. And uh, don't don't listen to Judases or uh, people who are struggling with grief. I'm afraid they don't make for good analysis. All right. I'm out of here. God bless. Bro, you don't know how angry I am. You do. I'm like I was just leaving for fucking work. You do not understand how fucking pissed off. After reading that little line, I will be arrested for not taking a fucking vaccine. Fuck these papers! I will fucking kill each fucking kappa! I swear! <laughs> this is not a fucking joke anymore. This is fucking dead serious. I am fucking dead serious. These people don't know who the fuck they're actually saying. Fuck these kappas! No fucking vaccine or MRA or ever throw through my fucking blood blood! Never! No. I will fucking die! Fighting for my fucking bees and my fucking forefathers and my fucking lineage. Fuck these motherfuckers. All that fire. This guy. Send tech 45,000. Turn this. Let up! 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 Let up!